So welcome to the first Walking Down Street Foot Lane podcast that we finally got here. Uh, it's me, Bradley Knowles. Me, Nathan Price. And me, Dan Taylor. Right, Dan, uh, I'd like to uh, introduce you to the Walking Down Street Foot Lane. I hope we're not uh, interrupting you from uh, tonight to your folks are up again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can spare you a few minutes, mate, don't worry. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Uh, so, Brad, do you want to start, mate? Yeah, well, it's been a quite a long week, uh, especially from the Carlisle game where everything was quite optimistic to an absolute shit show of a week with Leighton Orient, uh, Morecambe and Saturday at Stevenage, along with the off-the-field stuff. So I think we're not really going to... We'll focus on the the games for a little bit, but I think we need to discuss more the off-the-field stuff because it's an absolute farce again. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Danny, so uh, we'll take you to the first, uh, obviously, the first game of the league game of the season to Leighton Orient. Uh, yeah. I just want your thoughts on on that game and uh, the starting lineup for that matter, because obviously I know it's only just coming together. But I'd like your take on that game, please, if you don't mind. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, well, the starting lineup was pretty much. I think it pretty much wrote itself, uh, other than obviously the omission of like Durnley and and Rowe. Um, yeah. With with the starting lineup, obviously we're short on numbers, majorly short on numbers, and and uh, as we've seen over the obviously the week after that, possibly in, like in quality as well. It's just that we, we're missing someone in the midfield like Chris McCann, and obviously we all know how Absolutely. how that's come about and and what have you. And he, he was a lin- he was a linchpin in guiding us to safety. I mean, it's sickening to even say that, isn't it? But yeah. Uh, it's sickening to even say that, um, but he was the linchpin along with obviously Johnny Smith last year to to anything that went well, really. Um, yeah. As for the game itself, it was it was pretty drab. Uh, there wasn't much going on. Uh, well, I think in all three of the games uh, which we played, there's been not much going on. I think we've had six shots in three games. It's, yes. It's, it's not it's not good enough. Uh, with with the the performances, they've been the worst. I've watched in a long time, uh, especially that Stevenage one. Where how they came on to us every attack. They looked like scoring the midfield. Garrity and Whelan just looked lost with each other. They looked like lottery winners. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they had. Lottery they winners. No, they were. They were. They yeah. looked like they just turned up for a game, you know. And there's no care in the world, and and it hurts. I mean, sa- sadly though, again going back to like the recruitment though. I mean, Garrity and Whelan might be okay as, like you said, squad players and and. Getting in every every few games or playing alongside like someone like him, I can. But as being neither of them had had a game of first team football in senior football in in in, in the football league. So it's it's amazing how they've just basically both been thrown together as number six and number eight in the midfield and go right on in straight at the deep end. Yeah. yeah. You know, and touching on to that, Danny, obviously, we'll have to let you know it. On, on paper, when the fixtures came out, we looked at Leighton Orient, uh, first game of the season, then Stevenage, and obviously Crawley coming this Saturday. Yeah. And Morecambe thrown into that. Obviously, we didn't know about that because obviously that was a cut draw. But you throw Morecambe in there, we, on paper, Danny, it's the easiest start we have had for a very long time. And it looks like we're going to be, obviously, I know we beat Carlisle 3 yeah. 0. But as leading on to that, Danny, it looks like we could be not winning a game or, you know, in the league, three league defeats, losing to Morecambe, which they 
they didn't put the first team out, as we know. Yeah. You know, what's your take on that, Dan? I mean, it's it, it's majorly concerning, isn't it, really? I mean, you've got, like like we said, at the start of the season when the fixtures come out, you look at the first five games with, like, yeah, Orion, uh, Orion at home, Stevenage away, um, then you've got Crawley at home, Colchester away and Morecambe at home, and you're looking really going, we need to really get certainly at least 10 points, if not 12 or 13, 15, really. Uh, if you're going to, if we're looking to certainly improve on last year, because they're the kind of games that you need to win, even just to stay yourself to safety, if that's your base base level, which is, again, it shouldn't, shouldn't be, in, in especially in the league that we're in. Uh, you know, you look at Stevenage, Dan. Uh, I've won at home since October 19. Yeah. You know, it's been nearly a calendar year since, obviously, and I, I, I know we've had a, a pandemic and yeah. stuff like that. But you know, it's could be an, it's nearly a calendar year since the last time they won at home. Yeah. You know, a team that should have been gone out the football league only because of Mackles, uh, Macclesfield fortune. You know, where, where do we go from here, Dan? You know, you can't, you can't play, you can't be doing this. You just simply can't. You know, we need, we need more. How can I put it? We need more structure in the team the team doesn't look organised it looks like it's just been assembled yeah you know? I mean just touching on that like you, like you said with the, they look unorganised or disorganised the the when, when on Saturday when we were watching the game I, I, I flipped between uh, commentary when I'd had enough of uh, Roy and whoever else was in the <laughs> commentary um, and Listening to uh, the Stevenage country, and they couldn't believe how poor and how unorganized, unorganized we were, and how, how how we had no shape, no structure, like you said. And they, they, like you said, unless it, if it wasn't for like Lawler in that, it would have been seven or eight. Exactly. Really. And somehow we got the team team of the week, not just in our league, but in the full EFL. It just yeah. shows how bad it was. Even look at like said Pia Gianni, who was a decent player, looked a decent player. Uh, maybe he looks a decent player alongside Weeter, but he, he looks all lost against uh, next to John Batter. The yeah. defence got carved open. It even even resulted in Boffwick Jackson being dragged off. And yeah. following on from that, I, I think it was a disgrace from Kewell how we're chasing again. We we save a penalty. If you save a penalty, there's always a bit of a, a bit of a momentum. You think, oh, the game's going to change here. Yeah, we didn't make a sub. We didn't make. We made one sub. Again, that was for Baden. Baden came on for Boffwick Jackson. We had we had uh, the new striker uh, sat on the bench. Yeah, uh, I think we had a couple of the young lads. Just throw them on. We we two with one nil down, two nil. We went two nil. Just throw them on. We're chasing the game. Yeah. We, did, we just didn't. We didn't even step up and go for it. Even even then, you're thinking what what what's going on with Kewell? It just reminds me of when we when he was at Notts County. When we rocked up there, we drew no nil under Frankie Bunn. Yeah, and Notts County fans were booing; they were going mad. They weren't making a sub; they were just sitting back. That's how yeah. we look like. How we playing? What do you think, Dan? I I, I agree. Uh, it looks. I mean, when Kuehl got appointed, uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been my personal choice, um, especially after his his uh, what what he was uh, his managerial record at. Crawley and Notts County, um, and uh, and re- looking back and remembering that that Tuesday night at Notts County was one of the, one of the dullest games of football I'd ever seen. Uh, I remember both both teams got actually got booed off, uh, yeah. and uh, I remember uh, uh, 
about midway through the second half and uh, and Oldham were getting on top and the way that Kuhl decided to combat it instead of trying to get an outlet to go to go forward and get out of their own box in their own half was to he took a uh, I think it was Dennis did Christian Dennis I think play at Notts County yeah, yeah that's right yeah he, he took Dennis off and brought on a defender which then he ended up playing with no striker and you think how's that happened and to make it to make it worse they nearly they nearly snatched it at the end I think they yeah. close I that. think they on to that game Danny where we true nil nil uh, that last the other year with Frankie Bunn and Kewley Charger. I do remember that game vividly because it was that boring. I think I ate four pies that night, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> because I, had to, I, I just didn't want to see the game, Danny, because yeah. it was that bad. And yet, with the point of him, obviously, that's Abdullah's, Abdullah knows him personally, so obviously, that's probably why he's here. But yeah. uh, obviously, touch on to that what Brad said about PG Army booking back with Wheater, obviously, yeah. this week, Danny. Uh, the news has come out. Obviously, that we've just, you know, we've told uh, Gary Woods and uh, probably the most professional player in <laughs> Atlantics at the minute, in David Wheat, obviously being frozen out the team. And so, what do you make of that then? Definitely. I mean, personally, it's just another one in a long line, isn't it? That's happened. I mean, we've seen it happen with obviously like Burn and Old Grady. I mean, like players that it's happened to varying ability, but. Either way, it shouldn't ever happen at a football club. You don't you don't hear it happen at any other football club. Exactly. Never... We've had three we've had three summer transfer windows now under Abdallah, where he's frozen players out. First yeah. one he had Gerard, we've had Byrne. Last year it was O'Grady. I don't know else, I think there was a couple of them training with the youth. And then this year it's Wheater and Woods. Yeah. And the always comment down there, I tweeted it. It said that it's the highest earners. Every year he just wants to cut the highest earners. We are yeah. offering these contracts. Wheater was his marquee signing. You can tell it's a marquee signing when Abdallah's rolling himself out to do the uh, photo shoot yeah. uh, with him. And obviously, he tried saying to Bolton saying about the uh, money uh, that he can always get paid on time. But obviously, uh, it's it's just it's just chaos again. It's just another long line of things where it's an absolute farce. It is. Uh, it's hard, it's hard to disagree with any of that. I mean, it's. Not, I mean, sadly, nothing at the moment has changed. I mean, they, they just basically... It, it's like they change, um, like, rearranging deck chairs on a Titanic, isn't it, really? Like, they've, they've got rid of, obviously, Nat- Natalie's gone and the new uh, chief exec's come in and then uh, the academy has gone and they've brought in a new youth team coach. And, uh, it's a revolving door, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, it is. And the, if they want stability, it's, it's not the way to go, is it? Because you're never going to get anywhere with keep chopping and changing, and that includes managers, players, player turnover, and obviously staff turnover. Is it's just not going to work, well, is it? There's two. There's two linchpins though. One who who has who are staying um, through it all is more yeah. Ramsigan. Yeah. I don't know. He still thinks he probably says thinks he's doing a great job with his recruitment. The yeah. recruitment's getting worse and worse. Look at. Look at if we play tonight against Wolves, we probably normally you'd be chopping and changing. It's probably going to have to be our first team because we haven't got enough players. He's yeah. saying, and Barry Owen's still there, which again, safety officer of Mr. Covid. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it's just a joke that them two are still divide the fans that much and they're still on the board and still, and still here. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the recruitment, uh, they, they said that there's been a major shift in recruitment and obviously the shift has been obviously. They've decided to go more domestic-based players. Doesn't make the standard any better necessarily, but they've decided to go for more domestic-based players. Now, if they're then saying that they're cool signings, then to me, there's not really a role for a sporting director. 
Um, I don't. I have no idea um, but where that comes about and what have you. But uh, and then for the health and safety, um, obviously the north stands closed, and to to my knowledge, as what well, certainly is, if it if the, if there were going to be fans allowed in, obviously that doesn't look to be the case at this moment in time. But if fans were allowed in, whether the north stand would be open or not is a it's toss of a coin, really, isn't it? No, no one's got no one's got a clue whether that's um, right or not. I think they're going down the long line of excuses with the North Stand now. I think there must be it in the final ones. They've used fire doors, CCTV, internet's being unplugged, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. They've used, they've used every excuse under the sun, so they must be at the bottom of the excuses uh, with the North Stand. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Listen, you know, you, you, you touch on to what Brad said, you know, about Barry Owen. You know, no one likes Barry Owen. I, 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 you know, I'm not, they don't know, do they? You know, I don't know one person that has actually has said come out and actually like Barry Owen. He divides his fans. He, he's, even his presence annoys me too. It, it really does. Even looking at him makes me angry. I think it, Abdullah should get rid of him. That's my opinion. He should get rid of him. I'm not saying it's yours opinion or Brad's opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. We should get rid of him. I think if you get rid of him, it's a bit of a st- uh, in the right direction. He, he causes problems, left, right, and centre. You know, he, he just divides. He's just a joke from top to bottom, Danny. And I don't know if you agree, but that's entirely up to you. To, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's hard to deny, obviously, that these uh, again going back to. Right at the very start of like Abdallah's reign and stuff like that. I mean, we we've been vocal on it as well. Um, that that once he, he comes in, and he says that he needed to clear the mess out from what had happened previously under Corny and and that regime, which was absolutely fine. If if that uh, there probably was quite a lot of hidden uh, hidden stuff in there that they needed to deal with. Um, but again, three years down the line, they still got someone on the board that it was part of the regime that they they basically said that failed miserably and how if you wanted a clean slate then it had to be a clean slate certainly my own opinion but that's my personal opinion i wonder Absolutely. i wonder how is his own personal investigation going on for it's nearly a year on isn't it when he mentioned it in the fans forum i wonder how he's, get, wonder how he's getting on with his investigation <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean so, 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 sorry, so taking it back to the football side as well, to come out and obviously they, they said that Gary Woods and David Wheater uh, weren't uh, are just not going to be available for, for the first team. Just to touch on their professionalism as well, there's, there was a picture on, I think it was on Twitter this morning, um, that, uh, of them turning up to training um, and turning up to, to the club. So, uh, again, that, that shows their... Uh, level of professionalism I guess and uh, yeah and they're going to stick around and no doubt they'll go elsewhere at some stage and and uh, and move on and, and basically better themselves probably yeah well, well every every player every player in there and off who we've gone on to release has gone on well on the, the ones the ones which have, have been frozen out have gone on to probably you say a better club even, yeah. even Chris O'Grady did he went to Bolton who was in an ILE but they weren't doing a, a dire straight yeah. On there, but look at everyone we we throw out. They probably go to a better club. More than likely, you, you wouldn't be surprised to see, to see David Wheater end up in a in a League One club. No, uh, even just for his experience on there. Yeah, I agree. I'm, 
having someone like Wheater around the club, uh, you know, he should bring confidence to the young lads coming through. You know, you look at Wheater, he's, he's been in the Premier League uh, Championship, he's, he's been at the, the top level, he's, he's played in some massive games. You know, the youngsters that we've got at the youth level and coming through the first team should look at that. We got David Wheater at Latics, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're just losing that. We're losing that. And it, like you said, touch on to what you said, Danny, of them turning up today. They have a contract at the end of the day. The club needs to honour that contract. Yeah. If they don't, you know, then they're in big trouble, aren't they? You know, if they is it just a way of forcing them out by putting that on the website? That's my opinion. It's just to make sure that obviously they're, ne- they're never in the team again. So it's an easy way to say, well, you know, you're not going to be playing here. So if you want football, it's not here. I mean, it's a, the, the, the one thing that the club statement does that from the other day is that it takes away any any potential lies, doesn't it? Because yeah. we, all, we all knew what was going on with uh, O'Grady and, and, and Jack Byrne before that. And, uh, and then obviously Giles Cope. Um, I mean, again, varying abilities on uh, amongst them three from one end of the scale to the other. But like, it, it takes away the pretense, doesn't it? The, and and the uh, and that the, the, the these players are just injured or they they've done their their disciplinary record at other clubs have, has been poor as well as around at, around at Oldham and it takes away that which is. Well, is it a positive? I don't really know. Um, but but then you then but then you look at it, and we we've we've told we've told supporters that after losing three 0 at Stephen, it's looking and like an absolute shambles. And you've got a centre back who's a leader, um, who didn't have the best of seasons last year. But when he came, when he was alongside Piergiani, they looked they look relatively strong, relatively yeah, we did. back, and just when that's needed, and then he's now not available for selection anymore and that that's been told to supporters i think it was it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a low blow to supporters after seeing stevenage carve carve our defense open time and time again for him for it to then just uh, another thing which to touch on down there is yeah. obviously you probably follow david wheater on twitter and instagram he's quite yeah. well connected uh, he's been mentioned on the under the under the cost podcast a few times by different people. It's quite he's been at a few different clubs, so he's clearly plenty of players. Yeah, and things obviously things do get said around football. All the players they'll talk to each other, and it's another thing tarnishing the older athletic name where we could be after a player. And, and I've heard that we could potentially we've had this summer where players have have come have come and we've made bids for players and they've turned us down because the way we treat them. How, how, yeah. how do you know you're not going to get paid on time? You you potentially going to have disputes with the club, and you potentially could be training with the youth team uh, if the owner doesn't like you. It's it's just a, a vicious circle. It, it is. I mean, it it's happened uh, oh, certainly over the past three years, and it takes years to build a good reputation and days to ruin a reputation, uh, yeah. doesn't it? Really? I mean, the, the, we've had quite a a lot of bad press over over many over many years. I mean, you could date back to even signing players like Lee Hughes and and then the Chad Evans saga, even prior to Abdallah coming in. And that put them since Abdallah's come in, then you, you there's there's like rumours of unpa- unpaid wages, and and that's been then clarified. Uh, uh, then you've got rumours of unpaid like loan fees and and stuff like that. Again, it all, is all conjecture and rumours, but. It, 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 the thing of like the smoke, no smoke without fire just makes you feel that, that there is certainly stuff in that. And like you said, players players do speak and uh, and look around. And 
how how many have had a great experience at Oldham over the last well again dating back to before uh, Abdallah that is that has been a poor experience at Latics and there's been far too many aren't there really definitely, well, there, definitely. yeah there is there is like Brad's just said obviously you look at players you know that are free and you know we're trying to sign that goes for managers as well though Danny who's getting around that we're not having a manager in lo- longer than four, uh, five or six months we've had nine ma- is it nine managers in the last two years under Abdallah yeah. like, if you count Wild twice yeah. or, or but no that is, you know, it's an horrendous. Who would want to come in? Well, the realistic fans, the realistic fans still think we can get Lee Johnson, the Cowley brothers, Keithel, Keithel, uh, Lee Johnson, the uh, uh, Paul Cook. They, they think we, we're going to attract their managers. What? What in the middle? Our fans, they are deluded. Some fans of us yeah. are deluded, and they think that these managers are going to come for somebody where you're not going to be in charge of transfers. All you know, you're going to do is just you just take training and then make subs on it, make subs on a Saturday. That's that's yeah. all. That's all which, which which a manager does, and that's why the type of managers which we are going for are first-time managers, or somebody. Well, more than likely, if Q does go, which you never know, he's unlikely to be losing the next couple of games. More than likely, with this the Tunisian fella, or it'd be another up-and-coming manager who we just got to take a punt on him. All people yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had far too many managers, and for varying reasons, they've they've left or been sacked. And I mean, there's been there's been far too many like like breaking points, should you say, should we say, for for supporters. And obviously, we've seen home fans decrease massively over certainly over one season. It was like twenty five percent of our home crowd had. Have then stopped going from the from the end of uh, the season before last to last season, and and again it, it was pro- it's probably on par for that happening again this season. Should should the crowds have been let let back in, but uh, it, it's just uh, like I said. I mean, obviously you both know uh, my dad and and what have you, and there's just been so there's so many. Like like breaking points. I mean, there's like Scholes resigning after 31 days. That tips a few. Pete Wilde leaving at the end of it at the end of the season, mm-hmm. um, turning down his dream job. And there's there's so much. That, it's even now. It's even now, Danny. You go on Twitter. I think after this week or while, I think it's actually more fans. You you have a look at some of the sponsors which we've had. Uh, I know Matty Barman there. He was going to sponsor Conor McAlaney. This yeah. he's turning around and says he's not sponsoring AC Tyres, who was another prominent sponsor, did not want to sponsor, did not sponsor us. Bin Man knows Old and Shopping Centre Spindles does not want to sponsor us. No, that I've I've been told. You know, he's even told me personally it will come back, but only when Abdullah's gone. And you know, it's you know, you I looked on Twitter last night. There was a name on there, uh, uh, Aunt Duffy, thirty years he's bought at Oldham, no more. Fans like that just, just leaving, you know, and it, it's it's at me seeing that personally. I know the guy. I don't, you know, I won't, I know him personally, and to see him walk away after thirty years and seeing it on Twitter last night, it, it brought it home, Danny, to see we are now losing fans. Yeah, left, right, centre. You know, you know, look at the season ticket sales. I know we've had, you know, COVID nineteen. We've had a global pandemic, and I know it's in every club in the world, but. Without this pandemic, Danny, the season ticket sales wouldn't have gone any better. Would you I, agree? I, I yeah, definitely, I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, you you might get the odd twenty or thirty or what have you, but it's not going to be many. I mean, like you said, that it, that's that that's it's the same for every club. Coronavirus hasn't 
just hit Oldham. I know Oldham's been badly affected and, and the areas around the northwest have, but like you, you've seen, for example, like Tramia sort of sold like 3,300. Um, that was up to about six weeks ago. Uh, Leighton Orient had sold 2,800. Uh, Port Vale had sold 2,800 to 3,000. So there are clubs around it, certainly in our division, that that have been selling season tickets and and that that was a that's a major concern and still should be a major concern because when fans are allowed eventually back into the grounds and what what kind of crowds are we looking at, at realistically of having and and the, to 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 think that we could end up it, I mean if we had like a Tuesday night against someone like Crawley or Exeter again you're not you're probably looking. 121300 yeah, yeah, even ticket sticking. holders and comp comp holders are just uh but obviously we've had a change from Natalie to Carl and obviously pushed a boundary and you yeah. and yourself and sports Carl was yeah. how how did that go with Carl uh, it, it was it was fairly positive um I mean he he, he comes across very well he's he's uh he'd ha- he's been in football for quite a long time I and mean, he he was very open uh, about the stuff um, that what happened at Berry, I know that quite a few supporters um, that that really felt that that was a potential potential issue that and saw it as a red flag. Um, I, I suppose that the uh, he said he was up for regular contact, which is good, and we put again we put the update out there. Um, so it's just a case of whether. To see any, if he can have any any pull on any changes, and to see if uh, there's any uh, any obviously for further updates given from him and the regular contact that the, that has been agreed between ourselves and Carl Evans. That hopefully that that does like take its course. What's and... alarming there, Danny? You know, we've we've got another another one coming in. You know, yeah. Natalie's only just gone. The turnover in that as well. You it know, is. we're having another one every year. You know, there's no foundations there. There's, you know, as soon as you get the feet under the table and they're thinking that, you know, they're trying to do, they're out the door. Yeah. So we're back to square one every time and that goes for players, managers, uh, any staff. It doesn't, it goes down to the cleaners. It goes down to, from cleaners right down up to the top, yeah. you know, we're having such a turnover every year. Where's the stability? I mean, you know, how can we drive a club forward when we're having that much turnover? I agree. I mean, st- it, everything comes back again, doesn't it, to the stability um, on and off the pitch. And we, when Push Boundary had the meeting with Abdallah earlier in the, this year, and he, he said, Oh, well, for like uh, the Natalie, he, he entrusts Natalie and Shahid to run the club on his behalf in, on the day-to-day runnings. And then, obviously, eight, seven, eight months later, Natalie's out the door and someone else is, comes in. And it, 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 there's, there's there's such a quick turnaround of staff as well because you, you basically blink that one person's gone and someone else is in their place already, aren't they? And, well, that's it. You know, you, when, it, when it got announced, obviously, this Carl, no disrespect to Carl, I'll obviously eventually have a talk with Carl because I won't mind meeting the fella, you know. Anyone comes in new, I would like to see their ideas. But it brought, like I said, a red flag up with Ian at Bury. Couple of years. How long ago was it Danny were there? Yeah. Because, uh, it, you know, that doesn't yeah. bring any confidence, does it, to you, you know, for me personally to see that? No. Uh, I mean, obviously, having the Berry connection in my family with my mum, uh, she, she, the, she was there uh, when Carl Evans got announced that she... My mum had uh, a few things to say, shall we say? But um, the, the I mean, we, we we can only obviously take him on 
face value and he comes across very very good he's as, as seemingly has some decent ideas and has said that he'll connect, contact uh, he'll, he'll have regular regular contact with us so again we'll we'll see how that pans out and hopefully get uh, a further update i mean it was only in the post for like four days i think when we when we spoke spoke to him so there wasn't much in the way of information that he could give us um but oh, at least he's acknowledged you at least he's acknowledged you as a Obviously, it's pushed the boundary yeah. that he has actually got there. Um, obviously, yeah. speaking of pushed the boundary, um, yeah. we've had it's been a while since we had the Leighton Orient protest. I know, obviously, there's anything Corbyn that will be having protests. Where is the group at at the moment? Um, obviously, there's quite a lot of fans who are not happy again, and it, yeah. it's, it's getting up and more. Where does push the boundary go from it from here? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we've had a, a, a surge in numbers that, that registered the support uh, over the last few days. Um, certainly after the, obviously, the Stevenage defeat and then obviously the what had gone on. Um, we, we are doing uh, quite a lot uh, in, again, with the regular contact with Carl Evans, just to see where where where, where things lie. We're doing... Is this a monthly thing, Danny? Uh, is it a quarter every three months, every six months? We, uh, he, he basically said that it was uh, an open door, but he didn't want to basically have be, bon- uh, be bombarded with emails and email addresses going out everywhere. So, um, he, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's promised that he's uh, that it'll be regular contact, and uh, we just hope that obviously he keeps that promise. If that regular contact is there, then hopefully we can get more updates out to supporters to obviously give the supporters as much information as what, what they should be entitled to as supporters because we are all majorly concerned that certainly on the pitch, it, it looks like it's going to be another real struggle, certainly after the early indications, doesn't it, really? Of course it does, and you, you know, uh, I'd like to say this personally to you, Danny. You know, as a friend and as a you know, Latic, a loyal Latics fan, and, yeah. you know, about uh, yourselves with Push Your you've done an amazing job. I'm not just saying that because you're online here, yeah. speaking for me and Bradley, um, you've done it amazing. Two times your organization, the uh, the trust Oldham have been. I know you don't want it, might not want to mention them, I will mention them. I just don't think. An organisation, I don't think they should be there anymore. I don't think they stand for what we believe in. I'm not saying we believe in everything is right, but I think as a whole, I think they don't. They're not for us anymore, Dan. They've served a purpose off the go. That's my opinion. Well, on the uh, trust Oldham, um, it's just it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And you've been two times the organisation, and you know you've we've had a couple of protests. Obviously, like Brad said, obviously we. Have you got any plans or any more uh, pro- after the coronavirus? Obviously, I know you can't. Yeah, obviously, the stuff the stuff with that is, is very difficult, and we, we are at this moment in time just looking, just to see, just to see what again what Carl Evans can come back to us with, and if there is regular contacts. Uh, like I said, it, it's hard with this obviously the social distancing rules and the no crowds in stadiums as to, you're certainly limited if you did want if we if we did want to take that that step at any point well, it, it makes it certainly a lot more difficult than what it was when we did it against Leighton Orient last what, last December was it yeah definitely definitely yeah. I think Dean Arms put summed it up well on Twitter he said that the club and the board are very lucky that fans aren't in the stadium at the moment because the way we played played at Stevenage the fans would have been all tanked up first first away again everyone would have been all pissed Ben Man would have been dancing all over the place he would have been giving the the V's down at bottom Danny you would have been clicking 
No, yeah, I agree. Every, every, the, the fans, would, the players would have got it and it would have been scenes like through away and so for the way. It would have been toxic. That way it would have been toxic. It was. Uh, Hold on, it would have been toxic. People yeah. still would have been clapping. Oh, yeah. on, people would still be clapping. Yeah, they, they clap anything. As I said, they clap, relega- they clap relegation. And they, they, clap, they clap to a really shocking defeat at Bradford last season. They, they'll clap anything, our fans. But yeah, it would have been toxic. And I said, they are very lucky. Um, but yeah, moving on to... Saturday's game, we're not going to discuss this Wolves game because it's just a pointless exercise, I think. <laughs> uh, Crawley at home, um, I've, I said it on Twitter myself before the Stevenage game. These are two big games, I expected to win both of them. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be a win, hasn't it, it, it? It has for me, yeah. I mean, I think I, if I'm, I may be, uh, I may be wrong what I'm saying, I'd have to. Obviously, double check, but Crawley's away record certainly over the past two seasons has been pretty poor. Um, so you've said it now, Dan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually <laughs> the stickler, isn't it? Really, because obviously that I mean, Stevenage haven't won a, a, a league home game for how how long did you say, Brad? Was it was it before October twenty nineteen where they beat Morecambe one yeah. 0 Right, so like like eleven months, which is ridiculous and. And uh, I bet they've not scored three in a league game for some time either. I'd hazard a guess. I know they scored three against uh, Portsmouth in the in the cup uh, a couple of weeks pre- previous. But and uh, but going back to the Crawley home game, yeah, it, it certainly has to be three points. And if not, you're certainly looking over your shoulder. I mean, Southend have started really poorly, haven't they? And you, you you're looking at that point, going, how many teams are going to be uh, are going to record? Uh, how many teams are going to be in and around that bottom? bottom lot and you, you just hope that you can you, you can then well expectations change massively at that point don't they if we if we do get if we do get beat against Crawley at home and well it's the first month in the season Dan and we've already seen I see Saturday's game massive yeah and it's third game of the season do you see what I'm saying I agree now? yeah I mean you, you, not... you certainly highlight certain games don't you to see if you can get three points and and Crawley at home and Leighton Orient at home would both be them and then you you ones on the road you, before you get to your tricky test site you your Mansfields Tranmere's uh, Colchester's and Bolton. and Bolton Bradford before you get to them you look at like teams like Stevenage who, who you said quite rightly before would have been relegated if it weren't for Macclesfield and obviously what happened with Derry and you'd have had that down as one of the three like ones to go and get three points at and we got uh, we we couldn't have been any further away from getting three points in that game at all. No, it was horrendous from start. When the fixtures come out, Dan, I looked at uh, the month of September and thought, this is the easiest start we've had. I can, since I can remember, Dan, on paper, I know you you should never go off, you know, no game's easy at start season, but you look at them teams, they'll probably be there and they're about to end the season. Yeah. They've got the wrong end of the table. So if you can't do it against them, who can you do it against? Uh, that, it, it certainly makes you, it puts pressure on, you, on your tougher games, doesn't it? That are your preconceived tougher games and, then you've got to scramble around for points, and you don't want to get to like January, February again, March, scrambling around for points again because that—that's when. It, well, it—it's it, it, so if it, there's going to be times where you don't get out of it, and we saw that um, obviously under under Wellens, and and obviously we we suffered the fate of obviously dropping down into League 2 and we just can't afford that for that to happen again can we at all no we can't I absolutely agree well hopefully we get a win Saturday Dan uh, I know off the field it's it's not good but we 
you know, we all want in a win Saturday, regardless how the clubs run. You know, we all want that win Saturday, which Definitely. is, like you said, touch on, massively important. Yeah. It, you know, I really hope we do it Saturday. I really do. But, you know, we've got, you know, you look at the, the, the squad on tonight. I know we, took, we didn't really want to go on about tonight's game. Yeah. But like Brad said, you know, it, the squad's that thin. You might not see a lot of changes. And if any of them get injuries Saturday, uh, tonight, yeah, what about Saturday, you know Saturday. what I mean? Yeah. You need to caution against the wind, you know what I mean? Exactly. The, the transfer window, I think it shuts on the 3rd of October, you know more, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I think we I think we have we got two long spots available. Uh, do you see anybody coming in? Now, obviously, the last couple of signings have been squad players who probably more than likely said to is it that Jameson and I forgot the other fellow's name that left is he another left back? Oh Barnett, is it from uh, from Barn. I know he signed from Barnsley. Yeah. Obviously are we just are these the calibre of players which we're gonna be looking at signing before the deadline or do you think we will strengthen and get a decent play? Obviously we need to re- replace Wheater when Clark left, Peter Clark left uh pre that pre season we're all up in arms, but then we replaced him with Wheater who was we thought, oh right, fair enough, we got Wheater in. Yeah. Use a season pro. Obviously, yeah. Wheat has gone again. Now, uh, will we will we look to strengthen with more experience, or will we again be looking at the players' youth, youth, youth learns that type of thing? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's certainly a concern, isn't it? I mean, you like we said before. If well, obviously Wheat is not now available for selection, so you need to replace Wheat and need to replace Chris McCann. Really, again, I know I've said him a couple of times in, on the podcast, but. Is uh, it, it's certainly something that we're missing the older head to to guide like your Whelan's and Garrett's, um, to 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 aid their development if you like, yeah. and uh, they're, they're certainly needed. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd expect that we'd get two loan players. Uh, where them loans come from? Whether the youth loans from your uh, from your your Premier League clubs or not? I'm not too sure. Um, uh, or whether the, the the loans like your Bobby Grants who have come from like Wrexham, um, uh, and whether they're like them, I'm not too sure. But they, they certainly needs a a couple of um, uh, well, certainly three or four additions, and that's that's more so just for, for numbers, if nothing else, because like you yeah. said, like you said, if, if they are going to go with. Garrity and Whelan. Garrity and Whelan can't, uh, for example, in midfield, they, they, they can't play the 46 league games plus your league cup games plus your EFL trophy games plus your FA cup games because then without, I mean, it, for, for the most hardened pro that has, has been around for for many years, that, that's going to be hard enough um, playing in the prime years, let alone two lads that haven't played uh, a league game of football prior to coming in. So, uh, it, I think you're right. I think midfield needs to strengthen more. Yeah, definitely. I think midfield is uh, the out the uh, defence, midfield and attack. I think midfield's and for one that I look at, I think improvement is massively needed. Like you said, Danny, early on in this in this uh, podcast, McCann will be an ideal. Yeah, to get. Yeah, like I it. agree. I mean, yeah. hopefully we can see a bit more of this lad that's come from Australia, and hopefully he's. Uh, it, it is everything that we want him to be. Whether whether that becomes the case or not is is a different matter. But um, well, I hope you're right. It, it, definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah, to finally uh, close the podcast. Uh, what score predictions for Saturday when you both? One nil, Oldham. 
I'll be optimistic. I'll, I'll be optimistic. I'll go two one Oldham. Yeah, but I said I said two one Oldham is what I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, as Nathan said, tweeted out, we want your reactions from the game straight after the game to see how we played, how we're doing. Uh, so Binman put his number uh, on the tweet. We want people to to WhatsApp in or just email in, whatever. Just do that. And we can have a good laugh on a Saturday night when we're pissed up, like usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the times we have been beat, but no, you, you're welcome to send them in on a, a voice recording and we'll get our best to get them on the show, guys. But yeah, appreciate your time there, Danny. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, Danny. Great. No, I'm staff, Danny. <laughs>